Welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Hello! Hello! Welcome to Roadside. I'm Abigail. I'm Janica. And today we have our very first ever guest. Yes, we do. Very exciting. (laughs) I know. I'm so excited. His name's Mark Leslie. He is an author, and he's going to tell us about Carlton Jail. Mm-hmm. In Ottawa, Canada. Yeah, Ottawa, Canada. This comes from his book, Creepy Capital. Creepy Capital. Yeah, so we'll have him on very soon. Uh, Abigail is going to tell us a few things about the history of it before we get there. But before we get there, how are you? I'm good. Good. How have been? Good. New stuff in your life? Yeah, nothing really to complain about. I've been working, as always. Uh, Ryan's birthday is on Friday, and I am very excited. Yes. I'm excited about that, and Ryan also just got a brand new big boy job, his first big boy job. So that is really exciting as well. Um, So we can start kind of putting money away for our future and such. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yes. So that is another, that's my life, basically. Okay. What's up with you? Um, I have been nonstop staring at spreadsheets and getting ready for performance reviews for work. So it's been just very repetitive. Yeah. But I like taking on, I volunteered to do the project and I like taking on a project that I know is going to give me a long time of doing something, you know? Yeah. You can have a lot to do. I like having a project that I can focus on and I know all the steps of it. And, you know, when I can do a project from beginning to end, it just feels very good when you're done. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I accomplished that, you know? Like so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I get that. it's performance reviews, which if, if anybody in the corporate world knows, it goes on for a couple months from the HR side. Because mm-hmm. we have to set it all up and then managers do the reviews and then it comes back to HR and blah, blah, blah. So it's right. it's a long project, but, you know, I I volunteered and it's been good. It's just been busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're having a good time with it. Yeah. And we said this in our last episode. So I just wanted to say it again. We have a big surprise for you on our next episode. Episode 20 is the next one. Yes, for our 20th episode. We will be having a surprise for our listeners. Yes. So make sure you tune in to the next one, too. Yes, please do. In the meantime, you can go to our website, roadsidepodcast.com, and you can uh, support us through Patreon. That would be amazing. We have yeah, Patreon. five levels on Patreon, starting as low as $5 a month, and that just supports us and yeah. helps us to keep going and affording to- uh, Equipment and- continue, Yes, continue doing this. Yeah. We love- Because we love that. doing this. Yes, absolutely. It's just, yeah. you know, we didn't need a little financial support, but we do love the listening support, obviously, because- Always. If we didn't have that, we'd have nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we love our listeners. We do. I love you all. I'm giving you a heart, but you can't see it. No. Unfortunately. Then our socials. Yeah, follow us on our socials too. TikTok at uh, Roadside Podcast. Instagram at Roadside Pod. Facebook is also Roadside Podcast. 
And you can email us at roadsidepod at gmail.com. Do it. We want to hear from you. Yes. We do. Yes. We absolutely we do. do. Always. Oh, I got to tell you. So my friend Jen in our group text sent me a link for a podcast. Okay. And I was so excited. I had to listen to it on Audible, of course. Okay. It's called Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. Oh, gosh. And he talks to people from boy bands. <gasps> so Jordan Knight was on an episode. And I oh my gosh. loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. He's fangirling so hard right now. And he hasn't talked to Joe yet, but I, he said over time he'll talk to Joe. Good. I also want to tell them, I want to hear the Joe Bros. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. It was so fun. It was nostalgic. Yeah. If you have ever loved a boy band, go listen to Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. And it's also with his husband. You can get that on Audible with yeah. many other podcasts. Other books. Yep. Audiobooks and such. You can get a free 30-day trial if you go to audibletrial.com slash roadside with our code there. Yes. Alrighty. Okay. That is um, all of our business. All of our business. You want to get into it? Yes, please. We'd love to. All right. So like mom said, um, I'm going to be going over a little bit of the history of the Carlton Jail before we talk with our guest. Our guest is going to go over kind of like the spooky side of things, but I'm going to go over the history. So let's get into it. All right. So the Carlton Jail is in Ottawa, Canada, which is the capital, if you didn't know that. I actually uh, didn't know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talked with Mark. <laughs> hey, we learn something new every day, right? Every day we learn something new. That's just how life goes. We can't be forced to remember everything. Yeah. Carlton Jail, or Ottawa Jail, opened in 1862 and served as the capital's very first local jail, and it was open for over a century, actually. The building itself is about four stories tall and was designed by architect Henry Horsey. Huh, I love that His name. His last name is Horsey, and I like it. I like the HH sound, Henry Horsey. It's very yeah, nice. I like that, too. Yeah. So, like I said, it was four stories tall. There was a service yard on the north side of the building, uh, which was surrounded by a five-yard tall stone wall. On the south side was an exercise yard, and on the east was the gallows. Ooh. Both the exercise yard and the gallows yard were enclosed by a six-and-a-half-yard tall stone wall. That way, okay. you know, prisoners can't escape and such. Right. And the gallows actually are still there. They're still there today, and they are fully functional. Fun. Yeah, just in case, <laughs> I suppose. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> so this jail was very, very different than our current jails. Okay. It was an old-timey jail. It was very, very crowded. Disease and abuse were super common in the jail. The cells were really small. Uh, very unsanitary, no heat, no light, no ventilation, no plumbing. Oh, God. So everyone was just kind of crammed in there. Ew. And I even saw one article that said at one point there was 150 inmates at the jail with only 60 cells. So, you know, they all had to kind of cram in there together. Yeah. At the jail, there were men, women, and children Aww. held in this in this jail. Um, most of the women and children were in prison because they were poor and they couldn't pay their debts. Ugh. 
So let's put them in prison. Yeah. So they were forced in the same prison as like hardened criminals and murderers because they can't pay their debts. Fucking ridiculous. They would also throw people in there for like being publicly intoxicated with the with these with the same people. So pretty much anybody, they would just throw it right in there. And sometimes because people couldn't pay their debts, there were entire families in the jail at once. Jesus. Parents, children, everything. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty rough. So punishments. Oh, no. Yeah. So the abuse didn't come from the fellow inmates. Uh, Instead, it came from the guards. Mm. So the inmates were, like I said, trapped in the jail, no sunlight. They weren't allowed to bathe. They, everyone was stinky and gross. Aww. Very unsanitary. They got food once a day. That was it. What? Once a day they got food. Jesus. And the worst offenders were starved with no food. Oh my God. They did have a soli- solitary confinement area in the basement, also known as the hole. Mm. It was not a very fun place to be. I don't imagine. If you couldn't, yeah. When you were sent to the hole, you would be stripped naked Mm. and chained face down on a cold stone floor. What the fuck? And you would be left there for 23 hours and 45 minutes every day. You got 15 minutes to get up and stretch every day. That's it. What the fuck? You should see my face. You you can see my face. I can see Nobody else can see my face. Yeah. What the fuck? 15 minutes a day, you were allowed to get up. So, like, imagine you're chained there. You can't move. What if you you're going to the bathroom while you're laying? Yeah, that's exactly what I was. Oh, God. Yeah. And you'd have to, you can't eat like that. Can I just say one thing right now? Go for it. At least the U.S. isn't the only fucked up place with history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else got fucked up history, too. The whole world has fucked up history. I know. It does. You're right. You're right. You're right. Why would I, did I say that? You're right. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, 15 minutes every day. And, like, if you're chained to the floor and can't move, how are you supposed to eat? Did they even let them eat? I don't know. Or did they have to eat in that 15 minutes that they got to stretch? Imagine. You get 15 minutes and you have to spend it eating. That's, ugh, I can't even imagine that. The rings that they use to keep the chains in place are still there Mm. in the hole. They're still there in the ground. And although there were only three official hangings at this prison... It's rumored that there were a lot more that were unreported. Great. After the prison closed, actually, a bridge was built right next door. And during construction, they found several dead bodies in unmarked graves. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a lot of people assume that, you know, people died of disease or they were tortured to death or they were hung and they were just buried next door in this unmarked grave. Which was pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1930, the Royal Commission on Public Welfare published a report um, on the jail stating its very harsh realities and calling it out for what it was and calling for its immediate replacement in 1930, saying this place is a shithole. Wow. And think think of prisons in the 1930s. Like... They weren't great at all. Right. So they were like, hey, this is a hellhole. This is horrible. Right. It's got to be really rough. Um, so that report came out in 1930. They didn't close until 40 years later. Oh, my gosh. In 1970. That's when they closed. Wow. Which is absolutely ridiculous. And as far as I know, yeah. 
the conditions remained the same throughout that time. Wow. The jail was closed in March of 1970, and the inmates were moved elsewhere. And then two years later, the building was leased to the Ottawa Youth Hostel Committee, and it became a hostel and is still a hostel to this day. Yes. Six years after it became a hostel, uh, the building was designated a historical building, so it could be, you know, renovated and conserved with the history behind it, um, which I feel like it would be a little bit controversial. You know, why would we want to keep this part of our history, I suppose? Right. Which I don't, I mean, I say our history, I'm not Canadian, but you know. Right. Why, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's this beautiful building. It's really- Yeah, I understand. The building is beautiful from the outside, but inside, you know, so many horrible things took place, but it was preserved. And I am glad that it was preserved because, you know, we need to learn from history. Yeah. I was just going to say, if the building had just been, like, torn down, then that history is basically erased. Mm -hmm. And not that it's great history, but the people that suffered there, the families, the children that suffered there, right? you know, they should still be remembered. Yeah, I agree. Just because you're in debt doesn't mean that you deserve to be tortured. Right. You know, or or confined in such horrible ways yeah no plumbing no sunlight no ventilation i can't imagine poor those kids like oh my gosh it's just like a breeding ground for disease yeah it's awful yeah so um like i said it is it is still a hostel today it looks like it was closed for a little while but the website says that it's reopening in spring of 23 so very soon i think mark said it was opening in april i believe Okay, yeah. I thought that's what he said. They've kept the building relatively the same. I mean, they've added things, you know, like real beds and toilets. That's, so that's, <laughs> that's good. But they've kept a lot of it the same. So you would, be able, you would be able to stay in a real jail cell with all the same, like, stone walls and iron doors that are the same. And they serve breakfast every morning. Hmm. So you can eat more than once a day? Yes, you can, which is <laughs> wild. <laughs> crazy nobody does that (laughs) but yeah they serve breakfast every morning and they organize lots of activities for guests including ghosty tours Mm. which i would kind of love to go on a ghost tour of this place i feel like i feel like you would for sure see something you know yeah so i think that would be a really cool experience to be able to stay in a youth hostel that's an old jail you know i don't know if i'd want to stay in the haunted with the haunted bits but you know (laughs) yeah yeah So now that we have talked about the history and such, we are going to go on over and talk to our new guest. Yes. So we're going to introduce him. Yes. So everybody, please welcome Mark Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mark Leslie, who is from Canada. He is an author. He's written 30 books. Uh, Six of those are true ghost stories. So he's here today to tell us about a creepy prison in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One of the most haunted buildings in Canada, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Canadian people are like the nicest people. (laughs) Yeah. We have everyone fooled. (laughs) (laughs) We've been to Toronto, but that's as far as we've been, so. Yeah. That was about four uh, years hey, ago. That's not too far from where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. During the pandemic. 
Uh, no, it was right before. Yeah, right before it. When it was a little bit easier, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To get about, yeah. I'm only about, a, about well, on a good day, it's an hour drive to uh, Toronto. But, um, oh, okay. you know, during rush hour, it would be about a two-hour drive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, we loved it. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, that was my uh, my senior trip after I graduated high school. That's where I wanted to go. So it was very fun. I loved the city. Oh, cool. what, did you, what did you go see when you were in Toronto? There's, I mean, so many different things to go to. We went to Niagara Falls. Sweet, sweet. I live on that side. Yeah. Okay. I'm closer to Niagara than Toronto. Mom cried at Niagara Falls. <laughs> she did. I cried a couple times. Um, yeah. <laughs> we didn't actually stay in Toronto. We were closer to Niagara Falls. We just got an Airbnb. I can't oh, remember the name of the, the town that we were in now. But we loved the poutine. Oh, the poutine. Oh, my God. And, and from the Canadian side, you get a really great view of the American Falls because you can't really yeah. see it when you're on the American side. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. We've never seen it from the American side. <laughs> yeah. Not much to see. I don't remember a lot of the places that we went to, but I do remember going to this like Harry Potter themed bar. Yes. Oh. It was called the Lockhart, wow. I think, but I don't think it's there anymore. Wow. Well, was it in Niagara? No, it was in Toronto. Oh, you know, well, you have to go to, you know, you have to go to platform nine and three quarters to get to it. And right. if you don't get there at the right time, it's not going to be there. <laughs> I've never, I've never been. I didn't even know we had one. I don't think it's there anymore. I think they closed. Oh, that's but it was bad. very cool. The, all the paintings on the walls and even the bathroom had Harry Potter stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. I love that. There was no troll in the bathroom though, right? No, not as far as I can no, tell. No, no. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun, but we're excited to hear all about this prison because I didn't even know this existed until you told I didn't me either. about it. Yeah, and I think I think because I mean you guys like to talk about locations that people can actually go to for the most part, but not always. <laughs> but why not? You know, so Ottawa is our nation's capital, Canada's version of Washington, let's say, but except with more of a British Parliament <laughs> the way that we operate things. So in Ottawa is obviously the Parliament buildings. That is that's where our government, uh, you know, the Canadian government operates out of, but. Um, Allegedly, one of the oldest, most haunted uh, locations, and not one of the oldest, but one of the most haunted locations in Canada is the old Carlton Jail. And it's so old that it was originally spelt in that old Gaelic way that you would spell jail that doesn't look like it's oh, kind of, you know, that's cool. Gaia, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, the cool thing about this is it operated, uh, what was it, from 1862. And it didn't close until 1972. It was one of the most overcrowded, um, hell-on-earth kind of places where they would just cram people in. Like Pickpockets would be put in beside serial murderers. Oh, it was oh. just like that kind of... The conditions were described as hell-on-earth. So I even actually have a chapter where a gentleman who was locked in jail there for 31 days survived this hell-on-earth, and it was published in a newspaper. His experiences of just how horrible it was. Like if you go insane, you sometimes don't come out sane. Oh, right. Anyway, so this is the kind of building it was. And uh, in 1972, it finally closed down, finally. Mm. And not that long after, Hostel International purchased the building and you could stay in overnight for, you know, back in the day, I think it was $15 a night. <laughs> yeah, you right. would stay in a converted jail cell. And so the cool thing was, now they ended up closing a few years ago but a new company 
called Saint-Lô <laughs> or Saint-Lô. It's, it's a French company out of uh, Quebec, which is our sort of the primarily French province here in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, and they operate a bunch of youth hostels and they're very youth focused and they raise money for, you know, so, you know, young people want to travel and they want to not have to spend ridiculous amounts of money. Yes, that would be great. So they're reopening <laughs> it this spring. So April of 2023, it reopened. So it's really oh, exciting. Oh, and that's cool. And I was just looking at it because... You, you know, for $35 a night. Now, you can stay in a mixed uh, a den, um, a sort of dorm, with, okay. with uh, you know, four, six, or eight beds, like as low as 35 bucks a night. Wow. But you can get your own private jail cell for $85 a night. It's a converted jail cell. Like, you're not, like, you know, just drinking water and you're locked in. <laughs> you're right. actually in a comfortable bed, but it's very narrow because it's still converted cells. Then you can even get as much as a double or a twin, like bunk beds oh. with a desk and stuff and Wi-Fi and there's elect- you know, electrics and stuff like that. And then there's even a private room. And I was looking to see what the cost of the private room was uh, just because you get a few more amenities and, and they'll even bring in a crib for you and stuff. So, but I'm just impressed that um, you can go and stay in, you know, the most haunted building in Canada. Right. You know, if you're, if you're brave enough. Yeah, I know a crib. <laughs> I don't want to bring a baby to a haunted. <laughs> like me. So when I was when I was doing the research for for Creepy Capital, uh, my partner Liz and I were. Uh, I lived in Ottawa for a long time, but I hadn't lived there in a while. And so we were in Ottawa, and I was there specifically on a few trips just to do research for for the book. Going on, there's a haunted walks group from uh, Ottawa. Oh, and. Going on, on on the Ghosts and the Gallows tour and, and checking mm-hmm. out, doing a lot of research there in town. And Liz said, oh, my God, we could stay at the haunted prison that we're going to go on the tour of. And I'm like, no, 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 you can stay <laughs> at the haunted prison. I'll be at the Novotel across the street with all the lights on, you know, big right. giant, like flashlights in case the power goes out. Like, I'm just, I am a big chicken. So, no, I mean, I'm thinking, like, if, if I were to stay overnight, I probably wouldn't get a wink of sleep only oh, because mm-hmm. of all the stories I've heard uh, and happy to share some of them with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I definitely yeah. want to hear those. <laughs> I, love, I love the creepy stories. I'm all about the haunted stuff. That's, that's what my episodes are mostly about. Uh-huh. But I don't think that I would want to stay in a haunted building. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's just it's like it's too much. I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't I, like you said, I wouldn't be able to sleep. No, I know yeah. it would be like, yeah, get lots of sleep the before and after and then go stay and sit up all night just in case. But so <laughs> back in the day, um, and I don't know, I was just trying to look into this before before we got on the on the uh, podcast. But there was a bar. It was uh, allegedly Canada's only bar that was operated in a, in a previous prison. <laughs> so, oh, OK. And it was called Mugshot. <laughs> And, oh, and it apparently great name for a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CBC Radio was kind of like NPR uh, in the U.S. Okay. CBC Radio had ranked it one of the best bars in Canada for underground music. Uh, oh. you know, and it was underground. So, <laughs> but it was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Liz and I did go in there because we're huge beer fans, uh, and and it was a really cool place. Really loud music, and it just was all obviously themed towards prison stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of so we felt brave enough to go in there. I mean, we went on a tour. <laughs> But we didn't stay overnight. Uh, she would have. Yeah. I would not have. Uh, I, yeah, I probably would have been crying in the corner. Uh, <laughs> Same. <I'd> there. <laughs> but this is a building. Uh, so this is, you know, uh, public executions used to take place there. Obviously, oh. uh, numerous people died in the prison. Uh, prisoners died all the time. Yeah. Uh, one, on the tour, one of the staircases that um, they, they brought us up, they actually, when you look down, and I, and I took a photo of this for, for the book, 
is it's it's there's these grates over top of every level because people would jump to their death like all the way down mm. the stair like you know the nine floors down because oh they gosh. would rather do that than the deal with living there right and there's yeah. even a story of a prison guard who got you know strong-armed by a couple prisoners who threw him over oh wow and so they ended up um putting the uh putting the screen in so that you know you, you only go down like half a floor <laughs> before wow. you, you land on a bit of a fence that they that they kind of covered. But it was kind of like when you look at it, and you're like, yeah, there's no way you can jump down these stairs anymore. And they yeah. left it like that because it was very authentic. They also, it was not too far from where they had the gallows. And like, this is where they would do public executions. Uh, upwards of, you know, 5,000 people came. So one of the most famous, uh, one of the most famous executions was, um, uh, was it Patrick Whelan. Uh, and he uh, executed um, Darcy McGee. And there's even a bar in downtown Ottawa called Darcy McGee's based on this. One of the most famous, yeah. one of the most famous murders. Uh, he was shot in the head coming home late at night from Parliament. And it was not that long after Abe Lincoln's assassination. So, huh. you know, for, for us, this was, this was a major assassination of a political figure. Mm-hmm. And because of the of impact of the weapon, there was no face left of oh, Darcy McGee. Right. So there was a hand. Uh, that's how they identified him. So there's actually an imprint of the hand in one of the museums in Ottawa. That's just sort of oh a, a very popular thing is you can buy, you know, copies of the, uh, of the hand. But wow. uh, Patrick Whalen was executed on those grounds and they would open up uh, the gallows and people would just fill the street and just watch these public executions as that was a common thing back in the day. But before he died, he claimed his innocence right till the end. He cursed the ground that he was hung uh, on. And one of the uh, things that he said was, and I have to look up the quote, but he basically said something related to the fact that these grounds shall never bear grass again. And ironically, that turned into a parking lot, a permanent parking lot. Like <laughs> oh my later. gosh. He was kind of like, well, I kind of worked out. Like, There's no grass there. But uh, the reason I bring up uh, him is uh, sometimes people who stay in those cells, they sometimes, and he was a very religious man, Irish uh, background, they sometimes see a man uh, standing uh, at the foot of their bed. Sometimes they would feel someone sit on their bed, often holding a Bible, and he was described, they were described looking just like Patrick Whelan, who was executed on that spot. Some some people believed it was a, you know, the, the... a priest, the ghost of a priest who used to come and do last rites, but then other people say, "No, that's uh, that's Whalen coming," because <laughs> he he knows he knows right. that people were executed here. Uh, you know, some of them were innocent, and and it was never solved as to whether or not he actually. Well, he was tried, but right. you know, all the conspiracy theories about what really happened mm-hmm. has often happened in famous murders. So that was kind of a scary, um, a scary thing. One of the other things uh, that freaked me out when I was on the tour, and a lot of the stories I heard on the tour, um, was up on the fourth floor. There was an Australian woman who was who was there and staying, right? Because you hear the stories from the people who, who run the hostel and stuff like that. Because often <laughs> with a building with a history like this, there's lots of tales. Oh, yeah. right. An Australian woman who thought she heard crying coming from the, the, the bathroom on the floor. It's like shared bathrooms, right? So you have mm-hmm. your room, but then to, to go use the restroom, it's like an open bathroom, mm. with a bunch of stalls and stuff like that. And she went in and she went into the bathroom. The noise stopped completely. She saw a woman standing in front of the sink in front of the mirror and she had her head covered in a blanket. 
and and it was weird that when she walked in there immediately the the sound of a woman crying stopped and she stood there for a moment just wondering like is this woman was so still she wasn't sure should i reach out should i say are you okay whatever Mm -hmm. and the woman turned to face her and had no face oh weird and so that was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to the washroom there. <laughs> yeah, oh my I can hold it. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. I don't so, enjoy that. <laughs> like, uh, maybe we don't go to the washroom here. Maybe, maybe no. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I gotta be, I'll go across the, I'll go across the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is right after hearing that story, Liz kept take breaking off from the group because I find safety in groups, right? When I'm on a, mm-hmm. I like going on ghost, ghost tours because there's a lot of people there. And if the monsters are going to come and get someone, then hopefully <laughs> going to hide in the group and they can't get me. Right. But she, she wanted the more authentic experience. So she kept slipping away from the group because she wanted to see what it felt like to be standing there alone. And, uh, and she went off into the woman's washroom on the fourth floor after hearing that story. And I'm like, no, I mean, I wouldn't go in there anyways, but right. like, no, no, what's wrong with you? He's brave. <laughs> but there was a woman who broke off from a group once and she had sent, uh, there's a photo that they had, uh, that was up on a wall, uh, on one of the floors. I think this was up, um, on the ninth floor. So there was a woman who had sent a photo with a description of a story of the background for the photo. And she had slipped away from the group and she wanted to take a picture of there was this log. It was a punishment log, like just an old book mm. with all like the different punishments and mm. routines. And, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. and so it's there behind glass and uh, she's standing there to take a picture of it, which she didn't see because she was by herself and she was purposely checking this because her dad was goofing around with her and was trying to scare her kind of like you do when you're <laughs> right. on a ghost tour and you're, ah, you just need yeah. to find someone to them, <laughs> right that kind of thing so he had been doing that to her and trying to freak her out so she was consciously you know okay no one's here i'm by myself great okay i'm gonna get a nice mm-hmm. picture and in the picture she sent you see her holding up the camera now this is before phones right this is just an old right family. Right. In the old days, you had to get them developed and stuff like that. Right. You see a picture of her with the camera so you can see her. But then you see a woman's face about a foot away oh. from her standing to her right, who was not there when she took the picture. So oh. she explained that. And they had a picture of that right beside the photo saying, well, if you take a picture, you may. You may oh, like wow. That you yeah, I may get photobombed. Photobombed <laughs> by right. a ghost, Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's just one of the other, uh, one of the other stories from, uh, from that, that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> so, right. And I did not, I didn't take a picture of that cause I was afraid of what I might see after I, <laughs> after I looked at it afterwards. Fair. That's fair. So the other thing that happened is after it was being renovated, uh, just as they were going to go and turn it into a hostel, uh, there was a, uh, underground passageway to, uh, governor's, uh, house, not too, mm. not too far away. And what they found in the back stairwell, and I have to read this because this is just a, so there's a stairway, it's known as the secret staircase, and it's connected to the governor's house. Um, and it's considered one of the eeriest places. Um, and that's where the story of the ghost vampire comes from, because when the jail was being restored to get it ready for to make it into a hostel, they found an inscription on the wall uh, down on the lower level on that staircase. And it read, I am a non-vertical vampire who will vanquish you all. One by one, I will ornate your odorous flesh with famished fangs. But who? Are there 94 or 95 steps to the ninth floor? 
a book on the top shelf will lead you to the right path. Is really bizarre in scripture. Oh my lord! Oh, <laughs> um, but going with that story because they didn't know this thing about this vampire was um, uh, one of the wardens had moved into the governor's mansion, and and his eight year old son was allegedly they believe after the fact now that when they they found out this inscription was possessed by the vampire ghost. <gasps> he seemed to get sicker and sicker and paler and paler. His personality <sighs> changed. He became darker and he developed a really abnormally weird fear of the dark. He was terrified of the wow. dark. And it wasn't until they moved away that he started to heal and started to become better. So it was almost like there was this vampiric spirit that was just sucking his energy. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. So that, that was kind poor of a kid. Yeah, I know. And that was it. And so then they found the that inscription. You know, right at the stairwell leading uh, to the residence, and they were wondering, like maybe the maybe the ghost vampire got to him. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. And it sounds like it sounds like a like you know in the old stories where you gotta you gotta solve the riddle to cross the bridge that the troll gives you. You know, that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, and and uh, like I never found anything about where was the book. What did they find out? <laughs> right. Was it? <laughs> so, Just trying to mess with you. Yeah, so that was right. weird. Lots of interesting mysteries like that from uh, from a building. But I'm so glad. I mean, I'm so glad it's open for the for the people much braver than me who are willing to stay there. <laughs> right. I mean, it sounds like it would be really cool to visit. Right. Yeah. Even if it wasn't like scary and haunted, it still has some like cool history behind it. Yeah, and I know when when the other hostel organizers they had a deal with the um, the, the haunted walk group, uh, great haunted walk group in, in Ottawa that actually leaves from the front of Darcy McGee's pub because their their Ooh. office is below that in the basement there. Oh. Um, the haunted walks group, and they and they were great. They they gave me a lot of um, access to research and stuff like that, and I went on all their tours before I wrote the book. Um, they even sell the book in their gift shop, which is amazing, but. They, they usually had a special deal that they were allowed to go on a tour because obviously you're disrupting their business when you're well, going there. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they continue to do that because that was a great part of the tour was, mm-hmm. was getting. And, and again, like what a great thing, right? Because they're letting people know, hey, look, there's a cheaper place you can stay when you're in town. Right. <laughs> Way more. <laughs> you just have to deal with the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, the, the, yeah, that's just a, a fascinating place. Uh, one of the other stories I heard was so we were up uh on on the death row uh the uh, top floor and mm-hmm. we were talking so there's multiple there were multiple tour groups going through i think there was a tour group operated by the haunted walks people and there might have been a tour group because when you stay there i think they also do tours and so they have to coordinate and there's this really really big heavy uh door and what they usually do is they usually just knock to open the door because they didn't want if if the tour guide is standing right there in the middle of giving us story you don't want to open the door and have this other group come in because that kind right. of ruins the mood yeah so they would sometimes knock on the door just to say hey i'm here just in case you guys come through and they would kind of coordinate it that way mm-hmm. and, and the one time and, and they showed us how they did it and then they did the knock and that's then we transferred and then we went over to the other side of the door and then they came like there's the the cells and the the, the death row cells and then there's the regular cells and we were kind of transitioning in opposite directions mm-hmm. but they had said the 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 tour guide was about to do the knock and all of a sudden he heard three knocks on the other side just before he did the <laughs> knock and so they 
they basically waited and and they were waiting for some sort of confirmation because usually they just say something right after that to let the person know that they acknowledged it and and nobody was saying anything so he finally opened the door and stuck his head and looked and the other tour guide they were about 15 20 feet back and they were in the middle of talking about something else farther down and they were all looking over at the door too because they had heard a knock at the same time they oh my gosh. each group thought that the other group had knocked and it was just like they well who knocked on the door then <laughs> oh that is so creepy <laughs> somebody so, knocked somebody, somebody was knocked. there for sure. sure what's going on yeah, right so. <laughs> terrifying yeah so you're not uh, going to stay there if you ever come uh, come up to Ottawa? I don't think so. <laughs> I would love to do a tour. And then I'm going to go yeah. get more poutine. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then oh, we'll maybe stay at a hotel though. somewhere else. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I would love to visit and learn all about it and hear the ghost stories and maybe encounter a ghost. You never know. You never know. With the lights on, right? Yeah, with all the lights Please. on. Please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as they turn the lights off, I'm out of there. I can imagine that the some of the ghosts there are probably not the friendly kind. So yeah, well, considering how they came to an end, probably they weren't uh, they weren't in the best of spirits. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're back so to get I their know, revenge. I have to, I have to ask this because very very much like me, you said most of the episodes that that you're in charge of or whatever, you tend to bring the creepy places and the ghost stories, and yet like me, you're also a chicken. Like you're oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. What's that all about? I love to hear about it. I love to I love to to learn about like where where the ghosts came from and how they died and why they would choose to stick around um right. and what they do in their their ghostliness. Um but I just don't want to encounter it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I I I love the creepiness, but I think if I think if I were to encounter it, I would never want to do another ghost story again you know (laughs) like i'd get way too freaked out i'd never want to do it again and that's like one of my favorite things to do so i'm just gonna i'm gonna choose to stay away for now (laughs) fair enough i'll buy that (laughs) abigail and i went on a road trip last year and i we were in colorado and i said i really want to see a rattlesnake but not close enough that it would come at me. So that's kind of how I am with a ghost. I did end up seeing a rattlesnake while we drove by it. So that was perfect. perfect. (laughs) Right. So I don't want to encounter a ghost that's going to then scare me for the rest of my life, you know, right? Right. just from a a distance is plenty and stories are enough for me. Yeah. 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 I'll watch one on TV. That's good. Exactly. (laughs) Listen to it on a podcast. I mean, They are, we've come across some very fascinating stories and hauntings though. So, and I like, this was a jail that I've never heard of. I think it's so cool that they turned it into a hostel and I bet Mm -hmm. there are people that absolutely love staying there. I bet. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a ghost hunter, but it's fun to learn about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you've ever been uh, up in the um, Portland, Oregon sort of area, McMenamin's is a company that is a brewery, and I'm, I'm big time into craft beer. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they buy historic locations and turn them into breweries. And and Liz oh. and I did actually stay at one allegedly haunted saloon, and mm. and they turned it into a. And, and I did have trouble sleeping. I think I had to drink <laughs> so much to pass out in order to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I was so scared about waking up in the middle of the night and hearing something. Right, <laughs> right. 
but that was um but again that was you know we probably weren't in the haunted room like right there was 13 rooms so one of them the one we were in was not the haunted right you keep telling yourself that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were just in uh we were just in portland a few months ago um but i've never heard of that we'll have to look into that yeah because I love yeah, that area. Yeah, one of the McManaman's locations. And McManaman's has numerous locations. Like, it bought, they buy an old school and they renovate it and turn it into whatever. They buy whatever. Oh. And this is one of And I think even, like, Portland probably has four locations, at least in within a, an hour drive of, of Portland. Huh. And oh, this, cool. this one was right in. An, I mean, there were four breweries right in, down the same street. Mm-hmm. So it was a perfect spot for us to, to stay. And again... It was a really affordable and there was live music. It was, it was phenomenal. We had a great time. Saw two different live bands and, uh, and then of course, um, went and did the, and I did some live videos from there. Cause I was like, Hey, it's Mark doing my spooky spaces. And, right. and, and with one actually, it's kind of embarrassing because I did one before we went downstairs to have drinks and stuff like that. And then just before bed, I was in the hallway doing a, a live video to Facebook and you could tell I was just feeling good. and and i'm walking down the hallway and and it was just it was really obvious i had been drinking i was like don't let me do that again imagine though imagine though being drunk and then while you're drunk encountering a ghost that would be so much worse i feel like than encountering a ghost while you're sober I'd probably be a little bit more chill and be like, "Hey, come on, sit down, have a drink." <laughs> no, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be anxious. I'd be shaken. I'd probably throw up. <laughs> That's. I'd be like, I'd rather encounter a ghost when I'm sober. I don't know. Well, I'll just you, pass either you know, way. You know, it wasn't the alcohol. Right? It was yeah, true. <laughs> true. I could always say, no, that was just a, that was just a delusion because I had too much to drink. Right. Yep. There yeah, you go. Yeah, you, could, you could convince yourself that. that. Yeah. I just got to have yeah. myself in control if I'm going to, if I'm going to interact with the ghost. You yeah, never know. Enough. You could have actually seen one when you were drunk and you just thought it was a re- regular person. I thought it was just some guy <laughs> bopping to the music, watching the band, just like, right. Me. yeah. But, right. Right. You know, dressed in old time clothes. never served me all night. He just kept staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, thank you so much. This was this was really cool. Yeah. And you're having our first guest. Very exciting. Now, how do people find you? Uh, I'm online on all the various social media platforms, especially if you like stupid dad jokes. But I love them. <laughs> MarkLuffley.ca uh, is where you can find um, about, more about me and things you probably don't want to know about me. It's all <laughs> linkable from there. Okay, awesome. We'll just learn everything. Yeah. Well, we'll put that in our, our show notes for everybody, too, so they can yes. go check you out, check out your books, and hear more creepy ghost stories. Yeah. And awesome. Thanks. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a, a great first guest experience, I think. Awesome. Yeah, we, we were Thanks nervous. For, but it, yeah. now, I'm, now I'm excited to have more guests. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I didn't ruin it for everyone else. That's awesome. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course not. Not at all. Excellent. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, well, of thank course. you. We appreciate it. So that was super exciting. We had our first guest. Yes. I loved being able to talk with Mark. I was a little nervous to have a guest, especially I somebody I didn't too. know, because I do right. have a couple friends that I plan to have on, but you know, I didn't I've never met him. It, right. So I was introduced to Mark through his publicist and when I heard 
one that he was in Canada, I thought that's pretty cool because most of what we have covered is in the U.S. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've done the Czech Republic, and trust me, we have so many things on our list that are not in the U.S. So believe oh, me, yeah. we're gonna get there. We're we're For gonna sure. get there. Um, but it was just exciting to have something in Canada, and I had never heard of this place. Yeah, me neither. So when I heard that he had, you know, that he had a book, and he's written six books, and. Well, he's written 30 books, but six of which are like creepy ghost stories. Mm -hmm. And so when he was telling me about the jail through emails, like that would be perfect because that's right up our alley. Right. That's exactly our shit. Yeah. So that was very exciting to have a guest. And um, and he was so sweet. He was very friendly. And we told him beforehand, we were like, we're a little little nervous about this. And he was, he was very, uh welcoming yes yeah you never I know love to have him back on again someday yeah i would too because i'm sure he's done six ghost yeah. story books so i'm sure he's got something else to talk about definitely and if any of our listeners know of a great guest please email us yeah hit us up roadsidepod at gmail.com it would just be so cool to have more guests people that have experienced these places you know, because we can't visit everywhere. So it's really cool to have it's it's really cool to have somebody's perspective who has been there. And while right. I would love to visit every single place that we talk about, it's just not very feasible. Someday we will. So that would be awesome. That I would be great. Have, I would love to record from one of these locations. I would love that. That would be so that fun. Would be, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. All right. All right. Well, that was fun. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. We love you. Thank you, you Mark. Yeah, so much. That was amazing. Um, go check him out. We'll link um, his website, but it is markleslie.ca because he is in Canada. So that's CA. But we'll link that in the show notes as well. And then you can check out his book, Creepy Capital. And all his other books as well. Which talks about the Carlton Jail. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So it was super fun, and we will have more guests coming up. This was exciting. All right. And don't forget, on our next episode, you're getting a surprise. I'm very excited. I'm excited, too. We love you all. Love you all. And keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. Bye. Bye.